Hello and welcome to the Locked on Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiCepero from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's Brother from TSN's Overdrive and also the host of Leafs Lunch. You can hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck, follow the show as well at Locked on Leafs. If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating or review as well. That would be much, much appreciated and make us your first listen of the day. Turn Locked On Leafs into a daily podcast uh, that you can consume each and every day wherever you get your podcasts. A couple of things that we're going to go through today. First and foremost, it's game day. I've had a couple of days off here, so it's nice to to know that we'll finally get some hockey back in our lives tonight. Uh, Some Maple Leafs hockey, that is. I'm sure a bunch of others have been watching some other puck recently. Uh, But the Maple Leafs taking on the LA Kings tonight, which means, yep, it's going to be a late one, so hopefully you guys get uh, are able to stay up late and watch this game, because I'm actually pretty excited for it. I think I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Last time, you know, the Kings were in Toronto, they kind of embarrassed them. You know, it was possibly Jack Campbell's worst outing as a Maple Leaf. Um, if you'll recall, a couple of weeks ago, the LA Kings went into Toronto and beat them 5-1. You know, all the four goals. Four of the goals scored on Campbell were all scored in tight, right? They were just kind of goals that he wanted back. And I remember there were at least two or three of those goals where he probably wanted them back, and then they ended up scoring another one late uh, as an empty netter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but Toronto, they're they're you know they're rolling. Like both those teams going into that game were on pretty good winning streaks. But since you know the LA Kings, they're coming into this game uh, on a four-game losing streak. They're 0-2-2 in their last four. Meanwhile, the Maple Leafs have won 11 of their last 13, coming off a, a pretty good gutsy road win against the Islanders, where they shut them out 3-0 in their building. So, you know, it's going to be a fun game. I'm excited for this Western road trip to, to get started. I wish, I wish they were not 10 p.m. late Pacific starts, but uh, it is what it is, you know. I guess guess every now and then you know us here in Toronto are gonna have to bend over to the to the hockey gods and and you know stick out a couple of late night games but uh key keys to the game for tonight for the Maple Leafs for them to get the victory and keep this thing moving along Uh, I think key number one they got to play some stingy D and don't let guys behind them um if you'll recall in the last game a lot of the goals were scored by you know, getting beat to the outside, whether it was Lilligren getting beat, Sandine getting beat, Hole getting beat. There were guys who were getting beat to the outside, and then they were making a hard beeline right when they got past them, right to Jack Campbell, and they were scoring in tight, really in tight. I think it was like all four goals were scored from within, you know, 10 feet of the net, uh, pretty well, like right on the outside of the crease. It was kind of crazy. Um, you know, don't allow that. You know, clear the net, keep the protect the net. I think that is the first and foremost. That's going to be the key for tonight's game, um, and and kind of neutralize their speed through the neutral zone. I think that's that's also something that killed the Leafs. They were able to come in with speed and, and beat the defensemen. So if they can keep everything in front of them and keep the net pretty clear, I think the Maple Leafs have a pretty good shot. Um, just like they've been able to do really over the last couple of weeks or so um, at winning this hockey game. One of the other keys, the Maple Leafs got to score first. When they score first, they are eight and one this season. So, you know, getting that that goal early is is a really uh, a, a strong, you know, it turns out to be a strong thing for the Maple Leafs. Um, and, and like the Kings currently in the midst of a four game skid, 
Don't let them breathe life into the building, you know, with a first goal. Don't let them do that. Be ready from the drop of the puck, get the first goal of the game, and then build on it. That, that's where the Leafs find their success. The, when they're playing with a lead is is when they've been most successful as of late. So get that lead. Score first, um, and don't allow the Kings to, to get any life into that building. And the third key, <laughs> neutralize Phil Deneau, the Leafs killer. Like, this guy's... You know, he was killing the Maple Leafs, killing Austin Matthews last year in the playoffs, and then neutralized the offense and Austin Matthews um, in the first game between these two a couple of weeks back. If you'll recall, he had a three-point night, a couple of goals, seven shots on goal, um, had a 76% Corsi, four percentage, 86% expected goals, and led the entire team in individual expected goals, all with just 22% zone starts. So, Kind of like the way that we talk about, you know, um, David Camp and Andre Kasha, they start in their own end quite a lot, and uh, and he was ending up in the Leafs' end and putting up a lot of production. Obviously, you know, a three point night is pretty incredible, and you know he neutralized Austin Matthews uh, in the process. So you know now out there, they're they're definitely going to be getting on that matchup again, right? It's a, it's a road game, which means they're going to have last change. Um, so they're going to have to, you know, go toe to toe with Deneau and try and neutralize him and try and put as much pressure as, as they can when they are in the offensive end. Don't allow Deneau to win the face off and get pucks out, you know, pressure him, get pucks on him four check hard. Hopefully you could force some turnovers on Deneau and, uh, and keep him in the defensive zone and, and put pressure on them, you know, when he's out there and, and kind of neutralize him that way. Uh, so those are kind of the three keys, I think Toronto, uh, for Toronto for them to try and come away with the victory tonight um on the other side i continue tonight's leafs kings preview i'll be joined though by sarah avampato from locked on kings uh but first let me tell you about betonline.ag uh betonline uh it's thanksgiving and we all know what that means football and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting betonline has you covered all holiday season more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. And yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, lots of football action on Thursday. No hockey games on Thursday. Not sure if you guys were aware of that. But yeah, no hockey. It's all football pretty well uh, for American Thanksgiving. But there's a full slate on Friday. Yeah, a full slate starting at, I believe, 1 o'clock. And it'll be rolling all the way through till the end of the night. And the Maple Leafs have a game in there as well. Uh, they got the, the the 10.30 start against the San Jose Sharks Friday night. Um, and you can make some wagers over at betonline.ag um, for every each and every one of those games. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting how, you know, no games on Thursday for American Thanksgiving. But since the Americans and since ESPN now owns the rights to hockey, they are loading up that Friday schedule and uh, there's going to be some hockey content on ESPN as, as a lot of people take the time off and they'll allow and it allows them to just sit there and watch hockey on Black Friday. So 
Uh, really excited, really excited for another full day of hockey. It'll be reminiscent to the bubble. Remember back in the bubble? It was pretty cool. Um, there was hockey basically like right away during the day. I think there was like noon puck drops. Um, and it was it was just awesome. Basically, you watch hockey the entire day. It was it was fantastic during the first couple of rounds. So Friday will be will be very reminiscent to that. Uh, all right, coming up next, uh, like I said, we are going to be joined by Sarah Avampato from Locked On Kings. Uh, we are going to preview the rest of the Maple Leafs and the Kings, which goes down tonight. And here she is, myself, with Sarah Avampato from Locked On Kings. The Kings' next opponent is the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are probably coming into L.A. hoping for a better outcome than the last time these two teams met on today's show. We're talking with host of Locked on Leafs, Mikey DiStefano, here to let us know what to expect in this game. So last time we saw the Leafs, uh, the Kings came away with a pretty feel-good, exciting win for for the Kings. Uh, Not so great for the Leafs. Uh, What has been up with the Leafs since we last met? Actually, they've gone on an absolute tear since. <laughs> since Sounds about right. Met. Sounds about right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they they came into that game riding a five game winning streak, and then they rattled off a five game win streak after that. And then they did lose this weekend to Pittsburgh, but then won uh, last uh, the other night in in New York to kind of maybe the start of another five game winning streak. We'll see. But it's a team that's that really is playing. Uh, they're red hot right now. The winners of eleven of their last thirteen. One of those blemishes coming against your L.A. Kings, and you know the the, the Kings outplayed Toronto that night. They they really did. I, I felt that they really did a good job of of um, playing the type of game that you know kind of can stifle Toronto at times. They didn't play their game. Also, Jack Campbell let in a couple of softies, but. Uh, Phil Deneau is known as the the leaf killer and he did his job that's for sure the other night so you know I think Toronto is is hoping that they can finally find the antidote for uh for said Phil Deneau what do you think the the reason has been for this Leafs team being so up and down I, I mean I know at the beginning of the season it was rough enough that I was starting to hear you know is it time for the coach to be fired like kind of stuff from different parts of the internet and I think we all know Leafs Twitter is a whole thing un- unto itself but what what do you think is is behind this well they've been playing a lot better as of late and i think uh funny enough the the, the style of game that they've played is is more structure more defensive they're kind of trying to go away from the high scoring high octane offense they're not cheating for offense anymore they want to create offense through really strong defense and that seemed to have worked over the last little bit you know we're seeing uh, a lot of unders hit for those uh for those betting fans mm-hmm. over at bet online um you know they're winning games 2-1 3-0 2-1 uh you know what i mean so it's it's been a really low scoring so that's kind of been the recipe for success but in terms of you know when the when the the Leafs were struggling early on it was a combination of things it was um, they just they weren't really playing all that well a b austin matthews missed the first couple of games and then mm-hmm. wasn't all himself i would say still probably you know getting up to speed after missing all of training camp and at the same time mitch marner wasn't playing well at all and and you know the the possession metrics and the analytics showed that it was a team that should have had 
you know, a better fate in some games, but you know, they were getting goalied a couple of times and mm-hmm. um, just not burying on a lot of chances that they had. The, the expected numbers were heavily in Toronto's favor for a lot of the season. And they actually lead the NHL in a lot of expected goal stats, um, goal categories and, and whatnot. But um, you know, and then they finally eventually started to go in as they started to win some games. Tavares and Neil and uh, and Mitch Marner really got going. Marner playing at an elite level of hockey. He really hasn't dropped off since he finally picked things up towards the end of October. Um, and then, you know, everyone else is just kind of chipping away, getting some offense. But like I said, it's been more so just the fact that they're willing to play kind of a, a shut it down, um, you know, structured defensive game. And they're, they're trying to create offense out of good defense. And it seemed to have worked the last uh, few weeks here. Well, you do have a couple of our old friends uh, on the team. You've got Jake Muzzin and Jack Campbell. And Kings fans still love both of them. Muzzin, of course, on the Stanley Cup teams. Jack Campbell, just impossible to not like. What ha- have they both been up to? What's life like for them uh, this year in Toronto? Oh, let me tell you, Kyle Clifford back in the organization as well. Oh, that's they right. That's right. Yeah, they picked him up about a week ago uh, for I think it's just like future considerations or something like that. He's down in the Marlies, but I anticipate that he'll end up uh, back with with the Maple Leafs at some point here. But in terms of, uh, of of Jack and Jake, I mean, boy, have these two ever been godsends for this team? You know, Jake Muzzin is just a stabilizing force as a defensive defenseman. You know, he was one of those guys early on who wasn't playing up to his standard, but he somewhat turned his season around too. I think it was just someone who's a little bit older takes took him a few weeks to really get going into the season, but he seems to be in midseason form. He's playing really, really good hockey right now. But Jack Campbell, oh my God, I this guy is just. Something else. I mean, it, 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 he was not expected to get this big of a workload. I'm pretty sure he started more games than anybody else in the NHL so far. And it was supposed to be a tandem. But Peter Morazic, um, who was a, a new player that the Leafs had signed from Carolina, signed him to a long-term deal or a three-year deal, I suppose. So I guess midterm. But anyways, signed him to a, a multi-year, multi-million dollar extension or contract to come in and be a tandem with Campbell. He lasted 40 minutes in his debut with the Maple Leafs and he got hurt, came back for one game and re-aggravated that same groin injury that he had injured himself. So Jack Campbell's really had to be the guy and he has just done that and he has run away with that job. He's leading like every single goaltending statistical category there is in the NHL right now. Goals against, save percentage, goalie point share, Goal saved above average. All of it. Jack Campbell's up at the top of the rankings. It is absolutely outstanding. This guy has been, for as amazing as he is a person off the ice, and your listeners will know this, he is an amazing human being off the ice. He's been even better on the ice, which is just crazy to even suggest, but it's it truly is what's been happening. I mean, he's got himself back into Olympic contention. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I feel like looking at the Jack Campbell who, you know, made an impact at world juniors and then saw his career just kind of tailspin for a while. The fact that he is in the conversation for the Olympics, I, I feel like it, it just, it feels really good. He's not even on the Kings anymore. And I just feel so proud of him for, well, did for you ever there. Expect, did you ever expect, I no. mean, Mm-mm. who could have expected this? Nobody. Yeah. I don't even yeah. think Dallas stars when they drafted him 10th overall. Oh, so many years ago expected this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's legitimately a Vesna front runner at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's something to see. I'm sure that Kings fans, you know, seeing their own struggles kind of in net with, you know, heir apparent Cal Peterson, not doing so hot this season, 
Uh, I, I'm sure that there's some group of Kings fans mad about the fact that, you know, Jack Campbell went, went to Toronto, but I, I, you just have to feel excited for him to, to be there. He's a guy who, you know, 80 games out of the year, I'm rooting for him two games out of the year. I'm like, you can have a bad night. That's all right. But you know, every other game, you know, I, I I'm, I'm looking out for him. Uh, before, he did, he okay. did have a bad, well, he did have a bad, like the, the game against, <laughs> uh, against LA, like it wasn't great. There was a couple of goals. I'm sure he really would mm-hmm. want back. I mean, there was, you know, Trevor Moore just kind of barreled in on him. You know, Dano got a couple of goals on him. There were some, some goals that he probably wishes that he could take back. And I'm, I'm thinking that this, this matchup Wednesday night with the Leafs and, and Kings, I'm thinking that Jack Campbell, it'll be his chance to get revenge from, uh, from what they did the other night in Toronto. Well, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I will uh, turn it over to you. Uh, what questions do you have about the Kings? I know like we, we just met not, not that long ago, but uh, what do you need to know going into this game? We'll get back to this chat with Sarah in just a moment, but before I got to tell you about Bill Bar, I love Thanksgiving. All the good food and treats and plenty of them, but maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar. It's the perfect time for Bilt Bars. Bilt Bar is a new holiday dessert. Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie is upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Bilt Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut Bilt Bar or go for the raspberry Bilt Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, high protein, and covered in 100% real chocolate. But it's a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It'll make things less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a built Bar yet. We've got new surprises all month long. Limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So check the site often. And there's nothing like a built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to built.com, Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, so a couple of things that that I do want to ask. I mean, the, the Kings that I think are surprising a lot of people. I don't think they're expected to be... Uh, competing as much as they are so early on in the year. I mean, you could look at a lot of this and, and say it's Kopitar kind of finding the the youth, but what has been the biggest surprise for the Kings so far this season that's led to their success? For me, one of the biggest surprises is looking at the blue line because the Kings, the Kings defense, no one really thought anything good about it. And then very early in the season, Drew Doughty gets hurt and then Sean Walker gets hurt. Uh, Dowdy is skating, but he's not ready to come back yet. Walker is out for the season. And so both of those things happened and everyone was like, well, crap, like let's, I guess, look at the guys who are going to be top in the draft this year, I suppose. Uh, and instead they've actually kind of pulled it together. Uh, they, they brought on Alex Edler over the off season as sort of intended to be kind of your veteran defenseman, your sixth, seventh guy who maybe doesn't play every night. And instead he is, playing way bigger minutes than he was expected to and is, you know, most games I don't notice him, which is what you want from a defenseman like Alex Edler. Uh, And he's been really good for the young guys on the team. Uh, The younger guys are having some growing pains, but um, Toby Bjornfoot and Mikey Anderson, the youngest defenseman on the team had just a real awful night the other night against Carolina, but uh, it was kind of a blip in what's overall been a really good breakout season for these two young guys. People are basically stepping up in the absence 
of Dowdy and Walker, who both eat a ton of minutes. And, you know, the, is the defense amazing? Like if I put pick them up and put them on, you know, a top contending team, it, you know, things would be different. But they're outperforming, I think, Kings fans' expect expectations. And it hasn't been as bad, I think, as anyone thought they thought it would be, which is a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I mean, when I heard that Drew Doughty was out, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, oh, well, there goes the Kings season. So mm-hmm. unfortunate. But yeah, it seems like they've been able to kind of rally and, and you know, it looks like they've won six of their last 10 games and they're playing some decent hockey right now. Uh, they're on what a big win streak not too long ago, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It seems like all of the, the California <laughs> teams are going on win streaks. It's no longer going to be an easy California mm-hmm. trip like it somewhat used to be for the last couple of seasons. You know, the Maple Leafs are in tough. They got L.A. coming in, and then they've got uh, San Jose Friday night and Anaheim on Sunday. No longer any gimme games mm-hmm. like, like they're kind of used to be the last couple of years. Um, when it comes to the the deployment of Andre Kopitar, a lot has been made about his offensive success um, being as a result of, you know, being able to deploy him in a more offensive mm-hmm. role. Speak to how Phil Deneau and, and, and bringing him in has kind of allowed the Kings to do that, which has po- poised them for the amount of success that they've had so far early this season. Well, one of the greatest things about Deneau is, you know, first off, people are like, well, you don't sign Phil Deneau to score goals, which is true, but he has also been putting them in at kind of a rate that people didn't expect from him, uh, which is really great to see. He is so reliable in all three zones. You can put Phil Deneau out there at any time and you can know, you know what, this guy has it covered. Uh, You know, in in past seasons, sometimes Kopitar was the only guy on the team who could reliably win a faceoff. And especially as, as Jeff Carter got a, a little worse and older and then got traded. And of course now he's in Pittsburgh and is doing pretty well. So that's, that's life for Kings fans. But uh, a, a big thing is that Dino is out there taking critical face-offs. He's taking time away from, from Kopitar in situations that otherwise he would be playing in, in you know, the worst possible situations you could put him in. I think the other night Dino was like eight for 10 or something in, in the face-off dot and that that's a great sign to be able to put someone out there and know, okay, you're probably going to come away with the puck on this. Uh, he has really kind of freed up Kopitar to not have to take every single hard defensive assignment, because that is essentially what Kopitar has been doing over the past several years in his career. And now he doesn't necessarily have to, uh, he got off to a great start in scoring the first handful of games of the season. He slowed down a little bit, but I think, you know, the whole team is sort of, you know, the team isn't as good as they were in that, you know, very first game of the season against Vegas where they crushed them. They're not as bad as they are in some of these other games. So they're still kind of figuring out where the team is. But Dino has really taken a ton of that pressure off of Kopitar and has been able to get him out there in more offensive situations than just we need Kopitar to save the game. What have been some of the surprise young guys who have come up and have played pretty well? I know Kaliev's played a, mm-hmm. a good portion of the season. Rasmus Kupari, Tobias Bjorn fought. Mm-hmm. You know, who of these young guys do you see some real potential from out of uh, for your LA Kings? So Kaliev definitely has, I mean, probably the most potential of this group of Kings rookies just in terms of sheer scoring ability. I think the team is still trying to figure out what to do with him. They don't quite know how to use him. Uh, I, I think that everyone knows defense isn't necessarily his greatest skill. He looks better at it than I think people had expected, but still you're not going to put him out there. And, you know, if he gets scored on, you're not going to be surprised. So they're still trying to find the right place to put him on the power play and the power play is bad anyway. So, 
you know, that it's kind of a struggle, but he is someone who every time I watch him, I'm like, all right, he has it. He just has to put the whole game together. Uh, Rasmus Kupari has been a huge surprise, uh, largely because of how quickly he acclimated to playing at this level. Uh, he's looked great at the NHL level or at the AHL level, uh, and then has played a handful of NHL games here and there. But, you know, you kind of wondered how ready is he, especially playing, playing down the middle. But he has come in and has really looked, looked like a natural. Um, I, I think that a lot of his success kind of rises and falls with the people on his wings. And that's a, that's a work in progress too. But I've been really impressed what I see from him. And he, he's a guy who's making the case to not have to go back to Ontario whenever uh, mm-hmm. more guys on the front, front end are healthy. And then the other one I wanted to point out real quick is Kale Clegg uh, on the blue line. Uh, he is someone who, you know, the, he has been with the system for a long time. Uh, last year, he ran out of waiver eligibility, so he has to pass through waivers to get to, to the AHL. He's passed through several times without incident. Uh, people thought he was going to get selected by Seattle. Basically, all of the top hockey analyst people expected that Clegg was going to be who got picked. Uh, instead, the, the avalanche or the, uh, the, the Kraken made more perplexing decisions, but he still, <laughs> you know, Kale Clegg remained with the Kings and he is now getting an opportunity in the absence of Dowdy and Walker that he has never had on this team before. Uh, and he is getting to quarterback the first power play unit and he is getting to get bigger minutes and more responsibility. And suddenly the prospect that we all knew had it in him to make it at this level is suddenly showing through because he's, you know, A, the Kings don't have any other options. They're like, well, we got to go with this guy. Uh, and he's really kind of, it's paying off. Um, it's not his fault that the power play is bad. Uh, I think he has looked good out there. It's just uh, everyone likes to pass the puck and not shoot it. But he he is someone who I'm, I feel very proud of him because I've watched him since he was drafted and we all knew that he could do it, but uh, he just wasn't getting the chance. So I'd keep an eye out for him on the blue line too. You know, every time you say Ontario, I always have to stop for a second. <laughs> always had to stop because for a yep. second, I'd be like, wait, Kaliev's still junior <laughs> eligible? I'm thinking that I'm thinking sending him back to the Ontario Hockey League. And then I remember, oh, the Ontario. Yeah, the, uh, the other Ontario, which right. also gets hockey players too. I feel like anytime you talk to any guy who's sent there and doesn't know anything about it, they're like, I thought I was going to Canada. They're like, nope, <laughs> no, you're not, bud. That's funny. That is pretty, pretty funny. Um, Instead of asking you, you know, kind of the key to victory for the Kings, I'm going to pose a question in this way. When the LA Kings are playing at their height, when they're playing their best, they're doing blank. Ooh, that's a nifty question. You know, I, I think that it is when they're playing their best, they are playing their game, which I feel like sounds like the most cliche, horrible hockey person answer. But we saw, so they, they just lost to the Coyotes because of course they did, because why not? <laughs> and the big reason that they lost was they started playing down to the Coyotes. They let the Coyotes dictate the game. And you're not, of course, they're going to win that way. They slow the game, the game down. They get the puck to guys like Phil Kessel and suddenly, you know, you're losing. Um, and I think that for them to be playing well, they have to go out with that confidence that we know, we know who we are, we know what we're doing, we know our identity, and play the Los Angeles Kings game, not the Carolina Hurricanes game or the Toronto Maple Leafs game or whatever it is Arizona's doing. Um, and, and so I think that that would be what, what I would say for that is they need to focus on playing the way that they are supposed to be playing and not 
trying to fit into what the opponent is trying to do and to really force the game back into what they know that they're good at. Um, they have guys, they have a lot more skill on the roster than they have the past few years. Uh, the past few years have been a lot of guys who, if you look them up now, they're playing in the AHL on other organizations. Uh, they, they're not necessarily NHLers. So there's a lot more skill. There are a lot more guys who can be creative with the puck and it's just letting them do that and not trying to play some sort of weird grinded out game or anything. Yeah. If I recall in the last game that the thing that I believe, which kind of caught Toronto off guard most was kind of just the, the speed through the neutral mm -hmm. zone and the way that they're able to kind of zip past the Toronto defenseman and take pucks hard to the net. And, and I think Toronto, if they can try and, and limit that and, and, and not give them that type of space and not allow them to, to get past them, that I believe is kind of the, going to be the key to success for the Maple Leafs, um, you know, just based on what killed them last time, right? Mm -hmm, Neutralize mm -hmm. that threat. Uh, so that's kind of what I'll be seeing if, if you know, by watching the tape, hopefully they <laughs> they realize and they learn from that mm -hmm. and they'll be able to try and stifle Los Angeles and their speed um, and, and their skilled guys, guys like Athanasiu, who was all over the place mm -hmm. uh, in, in the last game, who made a, you know, he made a lot of noise. You know, obviously Phil Deneau made some noise as well, and and Trevor Moore even. Mm -hmm. it's, it seems like that's the only game he made some noise <laughs> in, but, but that's the one he did. So yep. I, I'm not even I'm a, I wouldn't be surprised if he wakes up tomorrow and mm -hmm. and chooses to be you know the best Trevor Moore he could possibly be <laughs> when going up against the Maple Leafs because yep. that's just seems to be how things always work, right? Everyone <laughs> always wakes up to play the former team. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're a former Leaf, a former Hab, a former mm -hmm. Vegas Golden Knight. Oh, wait, they've only been in the league for two years. Yeah, two well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's so true, though. Every team always, or every player, mm -hmm. always wants to kind of get back at the team that didn't give them the opportunity or didn't let them go. So uh, although LA Kings fans may not be weary of Trevor Moore and the amount of success that he could have in this game against the Maple Leafs, Leaf fans are, <laughs> Leaf fans certainly are because he was able to kind of get the party going last time early and uh, it kind of stumbled from there. So uh, yeah, Leaf fans definitely will be, uh, will have an eye on, on Trevor Moore <laughs> as I'm sure you'll have an eye on Jake Muzzin and yep. uh, Jack Campbell. Yep. Yep. I can't Campbell's going to love every stop he gets against any of these guys. Uh, I'm, I'm, he's going to love it. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It should be a fun one. I, I feel like the, the last game was fun, probably less fun for you, but it was a, a, a nice chance to get to see the Kings playing against a team that I know is a good team. And that is, you know, very high octane and they still put the puck in the net. And I was like, Oh, they can hang with this team. Okay, cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, do you see the Los Angeles Kings as a playoff team or do you think that they'll eventually kind of start to fall back a little bit? My 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 take on them since the offseason and I'm still holding to it is that they are they're a bubble team. I think that they can, you know, threaten for a wild card spot. I mean, my bold prediction at the beginning of the season was they will make the playoffs, but you know, I'll ease back on that a little bit, but I think that they can hang in there, especially because, you know, I, I don't know how sustainable uh, the success is that Anaheim is having. Uh, San Jose has been up and down. Uh, you know, Edmonton, we, got, we know what Edmonton is. They're going to be good because they have Connor McDavid. Like, they could have no goalie and they'll still be good. Um, so I, I, think that, I think that they will be in play for a wild card spot. 
um, knock on wood, unless anything else goes catastrophically wrong, which it's the Kings. So maybe. <laughs> All right, Sarah, I really appreciate you joining me and uh, let my viewers and listeners know where they could find your work. All right. So you can find Locked on Kings, of course, wherever you get your podcasts at Locked on LA Kings on Twitter. Um, I also co-host the Wednesday edition of Locked on NHL, where we talk about all sorts of Western conference topics. So if you want to keep up with what is going on on the other side of the map, you can find that uh, at Locked on NHL, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Sarah. That was a lot of fun. Always love doing the crossovers with the rest of the guys and gals from across the Locked on NHL uh, family. So, uh, yeah, should be a fun game tonight. And just a reminder, if you're taking a look over at betonline.ag, one of our show sponsors, and you want to place a little bit of a wager, the Maple Leafs currently favored at minus 156. If you think the Kings can get the victory, there's a little bit of money, uh, plus money on them at plus 141. Um, but I, I, I like Toronto's chances. I do. I like Toronto's chances to get the victory. The over-under at set at 5.5. 5.5. And uh, right now, Vegas telling you that the under is more likely to hit, as you can get that at minus 113. If you think the over's going to hit, if you're feeling kind of a, you know, a 4-3 a game or a 5-2 game, hit the over. You can get plus 102 uh, there. You can find all of those stats and all of those lines over at BetOnline. Dot a G. All right, uh, that's going to wrap it up for me uh, tonight. You can watch the game on Sportsnet, listen to it on TSN 1050 Radio, Pock Drop at 10 o'clock. That's going to do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. I'm back with another episode tomorrow. We'll be recapping the Leafs game against the LA Kings, but until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.